Well, I guess we'll just talk about Captain Marvel now. Oh, fuck. Here's the thing. I've also watched this yesterday. It's going to be a rough one because I don't remember anything. I was trying to jot down some like notes. I made it through like 10 minutes of the movie here with notes, and I got pretty much nothing till the end. Yeah, well, uh, we'll figure it out. Hello and welcome to Marvel Cinematic University. Uh, shit, I don't. I just completely blanked on the intro to this. Uh, where each and every week I teach Jacob something about the Marvel Cinematic Universe that he probably didn't know and probably still doesn't. Probably, unless it's one of like five movies. Yeah, that that feels right, right? Like that's yeah. that's the intro. Then I say like I'm your professor and host Alex, and with me as always is the worst student ever, Jake. It's usually along those lines. Yeah, it's like a double. I know it like doubly offends you, so that's the the goal of it. Today we're here to talk about Marvel's cinematic universe movie, Captain Marvel. Yep, Captain Marvel. Uh, I definitely didn't butcher that. Uh, Captain Marvel. Did I even write down information? I did. Hey, Jake, you know what I finally fucking did? What'd you do? I wrote down the release date, which is March eighth, twenty nineteen. That makes sense. Two months before Endgame. Takes place in 1995. It does. We haven't gotten to that part of this, though. Because first, I got to tell you, the budget is $152 million. I bet it made about $42. You want to take a real guess at the box office? What was the budget? $152 million. $175 million. $1.131 billion. No way! It was because it came out two months before NK. And it was like the biggest tie in like the end credit scene of Infinity War was a Captain Marvel cameo. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you watch like the last like 25 minutes of this movie, then yeah, there's a lot of great tie ins, maybe some others thrown in there. But I mean, this movie was pretty boring, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not well received. Actually, that's a good uh, point. I meant to pull that up. Let's see. Real Let's take a gander at the Rotten Tomatoes of Captain Marvel. All right, Jake, would you like to take a guess at what? Oh, it's not as low as I thought. Okay. Do you want to guess the audience score? 72. The, okay. So the tomato meter, the critic score was 29. Or sorry, 79. Okay. Audience the audience score is probably 62. The audience score is 45. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, this movie, not well received. The sequel coming out this Thursday. I'm interested to see how that's going to how that's going to play. It's not even called Captain you, Marvel. It's called let the me Marvel. Tell you a little something about how I watched this movie. All right. A little something, something here. I, I watched probably the first hour and 35 to 40 minutes of this movie last night. And then I, I had stopped watching it for other reasons. And then I watched the remaining 20 to 25 minutes of the movie. 
And when I say I could have just really watched that last 25 minutes of this movie and known everything that happened and gotten all the connections to Endgame, I could have done that 100%. Fair. Fair enough. I mean, really only the last like five minutes of this movie connects to Endgame. Not even Pretty much, that. yeah. Honestly, it's just the, it's the, just the end credit scene. The end credit scene is all you need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you also need to know who Captain Marvel is. And this movie kind of tells you. It, besides the fact it took me about 10 minutes or like 22 minutes to figure out that it was set in 1995. Like, how did, how did it take you that long? There's a fucking blockbuster within five seconds of this goddamn movie nah, that let you know. That's a... How did you not see the blockbuster? She crashes through it and is standing in it for about 30 minutes of this movie. This movie really didn't grab my attention right away. No shit. All right, so this movie was directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck. So, you know, when you have two directors, that's definitely a good thing. Because um, yep. I'm pretty sure one of them like came in halfway through the movie. It stars Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, mm-hmm. Ben Mendelsohn, mm-hmm. Lashana Lynch, Gemma Chan, Annette Benning, Jude Law, Jiman Hunsu, returning as Korath. Lee Pace returning as Rodin, and Clark motherfucking Greg returning as Philadelphia Cream Cheese Coulson. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. You know what? I take everything back. This movie has <laughs> Philadelphia Cheese Coulson in it. This this movie has everything you need for a movie. Philadelphia yeah. Cream Cheese. In a shitty CGI cat. Hey, I mean, look, they had to make him look 20 years younger, and I think they succeeded. Oh, no, they did good with that. Um, I'm talking about this cat. Uh, I think his name was like Broccoli or some shit like that. Are you talking about Goose? Goose, yes. I knew it was something. What was wrong with Goose? The CGI was atrocious. Not really. I, Goose's CGI isn't that bad. I have heard you talk <laughs> so much shit about so much better CGI. No. And Goose is what you don't have the problem with. Yeah, Goose isn't even a cat. He's a fucking Goose flirting. looks like something I can Google and throw on my computer screen that's a cat that runs across it. What do you mean? He He's just a cat. I mean, yeah, I, I like the character Goose, but the CGI was atrocious. I mean, it, it's fine. There's worse CGI in Marvel films. You, the CGI snob. Yeah, that's how you know it's not that bad, because I don't have a problem with it. All right, this movie takes place in 1995, 50 years after Captain America was frozen, and 17 years before the Battle of New York. Uh, I thought it was important to include Captain America there, because that was the last time, canonically, we saw the uh, the uh, base stone. The Tesseract. And now uh, it's time to make this a 20-minute episode by telling me the plot of the film. Last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. You know, it starts off on this planet called Hala. Hala at this planet. Hala at me, bro. Yes, sir. And uh, Hala at Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers is doing a little battling with these Kree because uh, she suffers from a little uh, brain trouble, a little amnesia. And these Kree, not so good. At, you know, you're kind of like, what are these Kree doing? Fine, will Captain Marvel here. Well, she's also a Cree. She, she she's an American. Well, we think she's at this point. We think she's a Cree, and we don't know she's an we, American. 
We do. Yes, at this point, yes, we do. You know, and then uh, she's fighting with these guys, one of which is Jubal, because he's like her trainer. Yeah. He's, uh, his name escapes me at the moment, but he is like mm-hmm. a trainer. Yep. And, uh, oh, by the way, this movie, two pages in the book. That's all it yeah, gets. It's really all it deserves, to be honest. Yeah. It doesn't even bother to mention any of the main characters. I mean, I guess we have some other ones that are uh, like side characters in this that float in throughout the book, but. You know, two pages. Nick Nick Fury's already in there. Philadelphia cream cheese is already in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Korath is probably already in there. Ronan's probably, yep. probably already in there. I've seen him one time or two. And uh, so who else do you really need out of the other two? Well, I would have liked to see maybe the uh, Star Force. Goose get a page? <laughs> I would actually would not mind a goose page in there. <laughs> I think that, let me let me look real quick. Actually, I might be misspoken. No, there's probably not. It's probably all it's got. Maybe Goose shows up on this page. No Goose. No. All right. Anyway, so I forgot where we left off. Okay, they're fighting on space. She gets on a train, a space train. They're talking about the collective. Yeah, they want to go fight some uh, some scrolls. Is this where she talks to the collective for the first time and sees that she's just like this cool chick in a leather jacket? Oh, this old bag that keeps coming to her in her dreams? Yeah. But that's actually, uh, you know, that that's not actually the old bag coming to her, I don't think. I think that's a, a villain, a, a Kree of some sort. It's an AI. AI, it's collect- yes. It's, it's the collective. AI, be careful of it. Mm-hmm. But then they go, like, fight the, the scrolls after this, and then the battle mm-hmm. goes poorly. The scrolls do a little sneak attack. And uh, she escapes to Earth. She has that, ends up on Earth. And I think this is where she goes through the blockbuster you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. She goes right through that blockbuster. And uh, guess who she runs into on Earth? Uh, she runs into Philadelphia Cream Cheese Coulson. Yes, sir, she does. And a young Nick Fury. Yeah, Phil Coulson is also young here. This is mm-hmm. before he This is before he gets the brain gains. Uh, just got to bring it up now. We're going to talk about it definitely later, but uh, pretty crazy how uh, a bunch of Cree come come to Earth around Philadelphia Coulson and uh, uh, Nick Fury uh, gets to know Cree very well. Hmm. 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 It's just... almost like it's almost like something later in Agents of Shield happens with Cree. Slightly suspicious. He gets swapped out with a scroll uh, after a little chase scene, and he's like, "Hey, boss, uh, where'd you go?" and Phil notices that Coulson is a scroll because Coulson says something suspicious. Mm-hmm. Coulson has hair. Can you believe Coulson had hair? Yeah, he, you know, it's a stressful job. <laughs> Fury had hair, too. Anyway, so they have this like little chase scene and uh, this Talos guy and a couple of his henchmen are like taking over some S.H.I.E.L.D. guys. They let Fury and Captain Marvel go and they scurry off to this little house where they uh not the scurry. Oh, it was a it was a good scurry. Good scurry. And uh let's see, what do they do there? Oh, they run into her old friend and her daughter. Oh yes, Monica and uh and the other one. Yes. Maria. Maria and Monica. And then uh, these these scrolls, you know, infiltrate and take over 
you know, kind of infiltrate there. And they're like, this is actually one of the funnier parts. This Talos guy, good sense of humor on him. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a pretty funny guy. Pretty funny guy. Um, with almost no convincing, wins over Captain Marvel. Well, all, all you need is comedy. For as committed as she was to the cause, she surely does just see one video. It's like, oh my god, they're lying to me. Well, she's seeing, she's having brain visions, so her brain visions are telling her that the that the creed can't be trusted. She's listening to the brain visions because your brain visions are always correct. The doctors told me not to listen to my brain visions, but I didn't <laughs> listen to them. <laughs> Those are called intrusive thoughts. Is having these intrusive thoughts that the crew yeah, might be evil? She lets them win, so that they're like, "No, nope, gotta go. Uh, we gotta go uh, fly up to space." This is also where we find out uh, that Goose is a flurgan. Oh yeah, Goose is a flurgan. Goose? Who the fuck is Goose? I was talking about Goose. It's flurgan and Goose. Goose. Somebody else in the comics who's terribly afraid of flurgans, Rocket Raccoon, hates him. What is a flurgan? Uh, it's an alien species that'll destroy any, anything in its way. Oh, okay. Could you pull up a picture of a flurgan, perhaps? It's go- Goose is a flurgan. Oh, they just look like cats? Yeah. They're not like shapeshifters? That's kind of funny. No, no, no. They're, they're just cats with like tentacles inside them. <laughs> That's how uh, you know, Fury loses an eye to this flurg. Yeah, the last time he trusted somebody, he lost an eye, and this is the, apparently the person he was talking about was Goose. <laughs> uh, yeah, because he liked that cat, too. He trusted it. Yeah, he trusted that cat. Still owns that cat. He does, yes. He, he keeps a flurgan. Uh, so anyway, they... Uh, flurgan they sounds like they, a dirty sex word. Oh, hit me with the flurg. You get, got, get flurged. Thank my flurg. My flurg's a little flappy today. Oh, not the flappy flurg. I got the flappy flurgs. <laughs> yeah, you gotta take some pills to fix that. So wait, so is this this is the part where they go to space? I don't remember. Yeah, I mean, there's like maybe one thing that happens I, on Earth. That... I mean, we skipped over the fact that they went to Project Pegasus. I know that, but like nothing important happens there. So I kind of just allowed us to skip past that. They go up to space, though. The battle in space lasts, like, 12 seconds. They free the guy's family, and at this point, there's, like, 20 seconds left, 20 minutes left in the movie, and this is actually where it gets good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she goes back down to Earth. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, the Tesseract was in space, too. Yeah, the cat eats it. The Florgen eats it. Yeah. She ends, like, up back down on Earth, goes to fight Jude Law. Instead of fighting him, she just blasts him against the rock. Tosses them in the spaceship, says, I'm coming to shut the whole thing down. And then uh, there's a bunch of Easter eggs, essentially, yeah. connections. And she's just a girl. He wants to rule the world. I think, so, I think it's important to mention, too, she does give uh, Fury this intercom device or the signal device that we see at the end of Civil War in the end credits. And uh, in the end credits of this movie, we see the Avengers trying to. Just, just to correct you real quick. Because uh, you were wrong. You said Civil War, it's actually the end of Infinity War. That's what I meant, yeah. Well, yeah. it's not what you said. If you, if you meant it, you should have said it. Well, I meant to not say the wrong thing. Well, you said the wrong thing. So if you meant to say the not... Sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead. <laughs> Continue. No, no, I appreciate you. I need correction from time to time. 
That was yeah. good. That was constructive, and I appreciate it. <laughs> it just blew me off my train of thought here. It's not like you were, were really on a train of thought, if I'm being honest. It was a runaway train heading for, uh, you know, someone tied up on a train track here. Is, is it going anywhere? It's kind of spinning its wheels. Is it the midnight train? Going in with a small town girl. I didn't like the way you said that. She's in a lonely world with a fucking. Right. Let's, just, let's just go ahead and move on past this. And then we see the Avengers trying to hack it, and we see Fury at the end of the movie talking to Coulson. Oh, yeah. I guess that's. Yeah. Well, they're trying to hack the pager device that she gave him. Well, yeah, but that's also. That, this, you said the scene that comes before the other scene after that scene. So Yeah, you can fix that in editing. I'm just getting my thoughts out on the paper here. Yeah, yeah, no, before the end credits, which is the Brie Larson seeing the Avengers scene, uh, Olsen and Fury are talking about the Avengers initiative because, woe and behold, Carol Danvers' call sign was Avenger. And, you know, uh, they're like, maybe, maybe something like this might happen again in the future. Yeah, maybe aliens will attack a city called New York. We don't know yet. In New York. That's where Loki invaded. All right, it's the end of Captain Marvel. Uh, I've got actually... Oh, and then we see the, the cat flurgan goose cough up the Tesseract at the end. That's that's the end credit. <clears throat> but yeah, that's the movie. Um, 47% might be generous. I got a lot, of, a lot of fun facts and connections, so let's start with some of those fun facts. Due to being the first film released after Stan Lee's death in November of 2018, this film intro only contains photos of Stan Lee as a tribute to the legend who started it all. The intro contains all of Stan Lee's cameos in the MCU. Hmm, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You watched it, you know. I actually didn't watch that. I was like, why are these all Stan Lee? Because yeah, he, uh, he had just died. Yep, may he rest in peace. This is like the, the beginning of them uh, doing stuff with the opening a lot. Hmm. The style of coordinates for planets and the style of space travel is consistent to how it was done in Guardians 2. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, this film isn't as good. Oh, sorry, Guardians isn't as good as this film. Um, is a joke, Jacob. It's called, it's what we in the industry call a joke. A little joshing. That was, a, that was a close one. Don't let me catch you saying that again. Uh, Maria Rambeau's call sign is Photon. In the comics, and possibly in the future MCU, Monica, her daughter, will adopt the superhero name Photon. I could see it. Uh, perhaps this Thursday, in theaters on Thursday, the Marvels containing <clears throat> Photon, <throat> Captain Marvel, and Miss Marvel team up. It almost seems like lazy writing. Oh, just it's like uh, we already wrote this character and let's give her a superpower instead of finding a new one. What? They could have just found some other random schmuck on the street and gave them a superpower. But now She's... Monica has one. Well, Mon Monica was a hero in the comics. And so now she's mm -hmm. photon. I suppose. Well, you'll we'll learn how she got her powers when we talk about WandaVision. Okay. It'll it will not connect to Captain Marvel at all. Makes sense. Yeah. A blockbuster appears because LOL 90s. <laughs> I just thought it was the one in Oregon. 
they really like throw it in your face that there's a blockbuster. I love how that's like the symbol of the 90s. Captain Marvel comic writer Kelly Sudakonic appears in the train station. I saw her. Yeah, yeah. no, you didn't. But yeah. Turn it off. Like that's Kelly Sudakonic right there. Actor Nelson Franklin cameos as a medical examiner. He has also appeared in an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, Steve Wilson, making him one of a handful of people to play two characters in the MCU. If you don't know who I'm talking about, you, you've watched New Girl, right? No. Yes, I have. Yeah. It's, uh, he's uh, Jess's boyfriend in like season three. He's got glasses. He plays a nerd and everything. Goose the cat's name in the comics is actually Chewy. It was changed to Goose as a reference to Top Gun. I I actually legitimately kind of suspected a little bit. I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's it's li- literally this movie was trying not hard enough to be Top Gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is Top Gun one point five here. It was really like it, it was like, well, we'll make her like a Top Gun character, but we won't do any of the cool Top Gun stuff. <laughs> Minimal flying in this episode or in this she bar- movie. She barely knows how to fly a plane. The soda cup that Talos drinks out of is the same big kahuna cup Samuel L. Jackson's character drinks from in Pulp Fiction. Definitely done on purpose because, you know, Samuel L. Jackson is also in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I forgot to mention something that bugged me about this movie. And you reminded me while you mentioned the Top Gun stuff. Mm-hmm. So there is a fight scene where, or like a chase scene where they're in the planes mm-hmm. fighting one of these uh, Star Force guys, right? I think it's Jude Law. Yeah. And she's like locked on with her rockets on this guy. And then he just fires like five bullets backwards. And she's like, oh, no, they're shooting at us from behind. And then just flies away instead of just blowing him out of the sky there. Well, it's hard to blow people out of the sky. It leaves but a toll on your She's locked on first. She could have really let some firepower go there. Leaves a toll on your soul. And then she pops off the, the canopy. And the seat ejector doesn't work. So they just fly through a, you know, a bushel of trees and just, you know, get minimal, minimal damage. These, these trees, these wood chips would have destroyed them. They're also space people. Hmm. With space powers. And super strength. Kree's are pretty strong. Do you, you remember the Kree that kind of just like. She's not a Daisy. She's got Kree blood and Tesseract blood. Not yet. Oh, you're talking about when she was chasing with Marvel? Yeah. I thought you were talking about the end of the movie when she was chasing no, the no, no. boss character. I'm fine with the end of the movie. I'm, this is like midway through when she's chasing Marvel. Hmm. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm just saying. It was a little dramatic, but, you know. Could have been better. Onward. Goose eating the Tesseract calls back Bruce Banner's line in the original Avengers when he asks Black Widow if Fury wants him to eat the Tesseract. And if that's why he's being recruited is to eat the Tesseract. So, uh, you know, he knows a thing or two because he's seen a thing or two. Where could he have seen it? A little flirk, a little floppy flurgan. Mm-hmm. The end credit scene was actually the first scene Brie Larson ever filmed as Captain America. Sorry. Wow, I wrote Captain America, but I meant Captain Marvel. And she was on a green screen and had no idea who her character was supposed to, who her character was supposed to be interacting with due to the secrecy behind Endgame. Hmm. So they literally said, 
because uh, like they, she got cast right at the end of filming Endgame, so they put her on this or uh, yeah, like close to the end of filming Endgame, so they put her on this like green screen to film this quick scene. Oh, really? Yeah, to get it out before uh, Captain Marvel came out, because like I th- I'm pretty sure a lot of her other scenes were filmed uh, before like this film. So they wanted to keep Endgame a bit little secret. Well, yeah, no, nobody knew anything about Endgame until it came out. All right, that's it for fun facts. Now, my connectionections. Give me some uh, flurgans. Carol Danvers has a translator implant in her neck, just like Peter Quill does. That's how they understand all the aliens. We learned Korath was on a Kree team with Carol, Korath being the guy who doesn't know Star-Lord's name. What does he who? call him? No, he just says, who? Who? Star-Lord, man. Uh, Phil Coulson, my boy, appears. I assume by this point we've talked about it in length, so we'll just move on. Yeah, yeah, we're all well of Philadelphia cream cheese Coulson. That's exactly how I worded my note in here. I just assume we've already uh, gone in length about that. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Fun fact. Nick Fury's birthday is July 4th, 1950. Steve Rogers' birthday is also July 4th. But, you know, 1918, of course, so making Steve Rogers a lot older than uh, Nick Fury. A little bit, yeah. 32 years. Nick Fury tells Carol people only call him Fury, not Nick, Nicholas, or any other variation of his name. However, multiple times in the MCU, he's been called Nick. uh, Steve Rogers calls him Nick. Maria Hills calls him Nick in both Winter Soldier and Infinity War. Mm, He doesn't like that. Well, he just assumes people who call him Nick are scrolls, but there's Three people that have called him Nick, right? Or two people that have called him Nick right there. They might be scrolls. But he doesn't call them out, so he might be a scroll. Ooh. Plot twist. In 1995, Fury is only a level three agent. By 2012, he'll be clearance level 10. He really climbs the ranks. Yeah, yeah. No, he uh, he takes control. He does. That's that's the kind of go-getter attitude they like at you. Yeah, that's why that's why Coulson does so well. He's got a go-getting attitude. And he, yeah, he does. <laughs> and uh, you know, he's got that good intuition about him too. Yeah, he does. And he's got that one hand thing going on for him. Mm-hmm. And I think this is actually uh I think around this time too, he's banging that uh chick from Brazil that we see in season one of Shield. Oh yeah, it's there's you know what? There there's a good chance that, that is around this time. Yeah, I think it is. This is around that time. Well, that's why he's looking pretty happy. <laughs> yeah, I mean. The Project Pegasus headquarters they go to is the same one from the opening of the Avengers film. No. I feel like you really didn't know that. You're just being mean to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure was. Fury <laughs> and Carol fly off in a quad jet, an early version of the Quinjet. Thank God, because that jet was ugly. Good thing they improved it. I, you know what? I liked it. Yeah, I mean that the quad jet's like a 1995 Toyota Camry, and the Queen jet's like the new Camry. Yeah. So what you're saying is the Queen jet is going to outlast, or the uh, quad jet is going to outlast the Queen jet? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Ronan the Accuser appears. Ronan the Accuser. Ronin, the barbarian. Rope, rope, barbarian. 
The process that a Kree scientist did to give Carol Yod-Rog's blood and remove her memories to save her is the same process Philadelphia Cream Cheese Coulson will go through after the Battle of New York. Oh, is that what? That's how Samuel L. Jackson knew how to do this little thing because uh, because he saw it happen to to little little Captain Marvel. Okay, is that why she's getting the um, the visions? Well, she's getting yeah. That's the whole point of the movie. She's getting the visions because her memory was erased and the memories are coming back to her. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I guess. The Tesseract is being used as a light speed energy core. At some point after 1945, when Howard discovered the Tesseract in the water, he must have handed it off to S.H.I.E.L.D., where Marvell was able to get a hold of it. After the event of this film, Fury holds it onto it until 2012. Marvel? Marvell. Marvel? Marvell. Marvel. There's, there's a hyphen in the middle, so you know that it's Marvell. It's two words Marvell. It's actually one word with a hyphen. Carol Danvers says two words in the movie. Carol's call sign is Avenger, which is where Fury gets the idea for the Avengers initiative from LOL. <laughs> you can tell I love that choice. Yeah. We learn Goose is responsible for blinding Fury. In Civil War, Fury says to Steve, the last person I trusted, or the last time I trusted somebody, I lost an eye. So uh, this is the last person that Fury ever trusted, it, and it's a cat. It's a flurgle. Uh And Carol gives Fury a pager that we see at the end of Infinity War. Hmm, I wonder what that pager does. It calls her. It pages her. It actually does the function of a pager. It's like Kim Possible. Well, she has a, she has a beeper. Call me, beat me, if you want to reach me, if you want to page me, that's okay. Uh, I guess she does have a pager. <laughs> You've proven <laughs> me wrong. Sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, Stan Lee cameos on a bus reading a script for Mallrats. In 1995, the real Stan Lee made one of his first cameos in Kevin Smith's Mallrats film. Huh. So, supposed to be the real Stan Lee. Nice little throwback there. Nice little callback. Uh, and that's it. That's Captain They Marvel. But don't worry, Jake, because next week you get the finale of Phase 3. A nice little, uh, nice little taste cleanser there end game oh my god thank goodness <laughs> i needed a palate cleanser i mean ant-man and the wasp wasn't that bad you're right yeah i didn't i didn't mind that movie um i mean not the greatest um but that's it for captain marvel uh we'll be back next week to talk end game don't forget to like subscribe five star us follow us uh, tell your friends about us. Uh, make sure they tell two friends about us and then have them tell two friends about us. And then eventually everybody will know about us. So make sure they're also following, though, because that would be pretty cool. Pretty cash money of them. You know, maybe leave leave five stars for the podcast, but give us some mean comments. We need to feel again here. I, I You know, I could accept good comments. That Any comments will be no, Really just rip us apart. Go ahead our looks. Tell us we're... You know, atrocious and really just acknowledge people. just acknowledge that we're people. Cancel us, maybe that'd be fun. Don't do that. I, this no, is I think you get more probably, views nowadays if you get canceled. I I think we're just gonna wrap it up right here. Uh, new episodes of Marvel Cinematic University every Thursday. So, see you next week. I'm not gonna let Jake talk anymore. I'm just gonna keep talking until I hit the credits button. <laughs> <laughs>